In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hein Pham grew up in Vietnam in the 1960s. He was a Christian, he spoke fluent English, and he worked as an interpreter for the American forces in Vietnam. He thought he was doing the right thing. He was working for freedom. He was serving in his church. He was committed to his community and his neighbors. But after Vietnam fell, Hein was imprisoned for helping the Americans. And as his jailers beat him, they repeatedly asked the question, where is your God now? Where is your God now? And Hein began to doubt, maybe God doesn't exist. Hein was doing what he thought was right, but everything in his life went wrong. How many of us have asked the question, why do bad things happen to good people? This question is so clearly highlighted in our reading from Acts this morning. Stephen was doing everything right. He was one of the first deacons of the church, given a special ministry of bringing bread to widows. If Stephen was alive today, he would be a, a Meals on Wheels volunteer. Stephen wanted to spread the gospel. He wanted more people to know about God's love, so he preached a great sermon that immediately precedes our reading from Acts today. Now, if I preach a bad sermon, the response is some snoring. But the Bible says when, when the crowds heard Stephen's sermon, they responded by becoming enraged and grinding their teeth at Stephen. The crowds dragged him out of the city and they began to stone him. Stephen thought he had done everything right. So why do bad things happen to good people? Why do good people suffer? I have three observations I'd invite you to consider with me. The first observation, we don't always know why we're suffering. There often isn't a perfect answer when I'm in a hospital room and someone asks me why their loved one has received a, de a devastating diagnosis, the most honest answer I can generally give is, I don't know, but I do know that God is with you. You see, God never said that following him would remove all the troubles and the suffering from our lives. Look, for example, at the story from the Old Testament of Job. He was a good, faithful, religious man, 
But nearly everything in Job's life went wrong. His wife died. His children died. His livelihood disappeared. It sounds like a country song where the next verse will be, be about the wheels falling off his truck and his favorite bar burning down and his dog running away. And eventually, Job asked God a simple question. Why? Why all the pain? Why all the suffering? Why do bad things happen to good people? And do you know what answer God gives to Job? God doesn't give an answer. And when Stephen was stoned in the reading today, do you know what justification the Bible gives? It doesn't give one. We don't always know why things go wrong. Sometimes we gain clarity in hindsight, but we oftentimes can't understand why we're suffering when we're in the midst of it. The fact is we don't always know why bad things happen to good people. In his prison in Vietnam, Hein had given up hope. And then one day while cleaning the prison offices, he saw a piece of paper written, printed in English. He quickly hid it in his pocket, and that night he read the words, I am convinced that nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hein deduced that his jailers were using a Bible for scrap paper to take notes on. So Hein began to collect these scraps out of the trash and page by page build his own Bible. And Hein began to hear the word of God speaking to him, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Hein began to have a confidence that even in this cell, God was with him. The second observation, therefore, is even when we don't know why we're suffering, even when everything is going wrong, we're not alone. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. In the passage we read from Acts today, as Stephen was being stoned, as he was dying, Stephen looked towards the heavens and he had a vision. He saw Jesus there. And as the stones were striking him, he had a conversation with Jesus. A few years ago, a leader in my parish, a woman in her 50s named Anne, was diagnosed with a terribly aggressive cancer. She decided to go through hospice at home. And as she neared her death, her family flew in from all around the country. And I remember on a Tuesday morning, gathering around her bed with her family, she hadn't spoken in days, but she had this resurgence of energy. And she started speaking for the first time in days, but speaking to people who none of us could see, speaking 
to her husband who died about 11 months prior, speaking to her parents, speaking to God, in her pain, she wasn't alone. And we put our hands on her shoulders, and we all said the Lord's Prayer together. And as we prayed, she stopped breathing, and she went to be with God. When people ask why bad things happen to good people, I don't always know the answer. But I do know that even when we are suffering, God is with us. I do know the assurance Hein read on that page out of the Bible is true. Neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor power, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. After a year in prison, Hein was released due to an administrative error, due to an oversight. So he immediately bought a boat and he began preparing to escape the country. Some of his friends heard rumors of his planned escape, so they asked if they could go with him. Before long, Hein was preparing to set sail with 52 other people. You see, Hein took this horrific experience and used it to propel an escape from the country, not only for himself, but to save dozens of other people also. Although Hein had experienced so much personal suffering and tragedy, he was going to focus on serving others. And this is my third observation. When things go wrong, we often have a chance to do good. Henry Nouwen wrote a book called The Wounded Healer. He wrote that we become better at caring for others who are hurting if we've been hurt ourselves. We become better healers when we've first been wounded. At a previous parish where I served, there was a woman who desperately wanted to have children, but year after year, she was unable to, until she finally got to the point where she knew she couldn't. As she got older, however, she became the most compassionate guide for women who were struggling to have children, for women who were struggling with infertility. She became our most faithful volunteer in our children's ministry. And although she never had children of her own, she became sort of like a mother and then like a grandmother to the whole parish. This is also the idea that underlies a sponsor in Alcoholics Anonymous, someone who has gone through great challenges of their own, can use their experience to serve and to guide others. When things go wrong, we have a chance to do good. 
What about the stoning of Stephen? Did any good come out of that? Before Stephen was stoned, the last thing that Jesus said before he ascended into heaven was, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. However, the followers of Jesus seemed to be pretty comfortable in Jerusalem, and they stayed there. Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth, well, that would have to wait for another time. However, in the wake of Stephen's stoning, a massive persecution began against the church, and the Christians were forced to flee from, for their lives out of the city of Jerusalem. And if you read the very next verse after the reading today, you will see that they went exactly where Jesus had told them to go, to Judea and to Samaria, carrying with them the good news of the gospel. The stoning of Stephen propelled the followers of Jesus, who were apparently reluctant to go precisely where Jesus had sent them eight chapters earlier, leading to an explosion of growth in the church. But beyond the call to go to Judea and Samaria, what about Jesus' command to go to the ends of the earth? Didn't Jesus say his followers would go there also? Well, did you notice the young man, Saul, in the reading today who stood by and watched as Stephen was stoned? Later, God would change his name from Saul to Paul and charge him to carry the good news of Jesus to the ends of the earth. And he did just that. And I wonder if when Saul watched the horrors of Stephen being stoned, if it planted some sort of seed of compassion in his heart that would later bloom when God called him to this ministry. The question for us when we go through unfair and seemingly impossible pain is whether we will look for opportunities to bring good out of our pain. Now I'm not saying, I want to clarify, I am not saying that God chooses to put you through pain so that you can do good later. And I'm not saying we should be grateful and say, thank you, God, whenever anything goes wrong in our lives, whenever we experience any sort of suffering. And I'm not saying any pain that you've experienced will immediately be outweighed by good and positive benefits. But I am saying that we have opportunities, even in the worst of circumstances, to demonstrate God's love to serve God's people, to build up God's kingdom. Hein Pham never knew why he was imprisoned when so many others weren't. He never knew why he was suffering. However, while in prison, he knew that God was with him. He knew that he was not alone. And then, when he was released from prison, he had a chance to do good, 
to serve others and help others find safety. However, just hours before their escape, four soldiers began banging on Hines' front door. Spies had told them that he was planning to escape the country with 52 other people. Was this true? They demanded to know. Hein decided to tell these soldiers the truth. He had a boat and he was planning to flee. And these soldiers leaned forward and in hushed tones said, can we come with you? But the story doesn't end there. At sea, Hein and his friends found themselves engulfed by a terrible storm. As he looked around, terrified of the next wave, Hein saw that these four soldiers were adept sailors. They were turning the bow of the boat into each oncoming wave and keeping everyone afloat. Hein later said, if it wasn't for those soldiers, we wouldn't have made it. What appeared to be a terrible turn of events, four soldiers showing up at Hein's front door, led to the safe passage of Hein and dozens of his family and friends. They eventually landed safely in Thailand, and years later, Hein made his way to the United States, where he, to this day, is a successful businessman and a deeply committed Christian. So, how, as Christians, do we approach the problem of suffering? First, by accepting that sometimes we aren't going to know why bad things happen to good people. There won't always be a satisfying answer. Second, even when we don't know why everything is going wrong, we can rest assured that we are not alone Nothing can separate us from the, from the love of God. And third, even when everything does go wrong, we have opportunities to do good, to serve our neighbors, and to show God's love. So the next time something goes wrong, the next time you are suffering, the next time someone you love is suffering, what will you do? How will you respond? Amen.